not fix my choice on thee, my Savior and my God. Well, may this glowing heart rejoice and tell its raptures all abroad. Oh, happy day, happy day. The Christian should be the most happiest person. Amen. Amen. Because you have something that the world cannot give. That's right. We glorify his name. Thank you, Lord. Such a nice atmosphere. And God bless you. Thank you for bringing your leak of fire. And his presence is here. Let's just go to the Lord in prayer. Precious Almighty Father, we thank you once again, Lord, for this privilege to be in the house of the Lord. Father, it's so good to be a Christian. So good, Father, to have fellowship with you, Lord. We give you the glory and the honor, Father. The world is full of darkness, but there is light for the bride. There is shalom for the bride, Father. We thank you for what you have done for us. We thank you for the redemption. We thank you for salvation. We thank you for the Holy Ghost. We thank you for eternal life. We thank you for brothers and sisters, Father. We thank you, Father, for you always being there and present, Lord. We glorify your name. We give you the glory and the honor, Father. Lord, here we are once again for the part of the service. We want to hear from you, Lord. Let the Holy Spirit that is on the song service continue to be among us, Father. Your presence makes the difference. Your voice makes the difference, Father. Lord, we give you the glory and the honor. Remember those who are need, Father. We are all of us. We are such needy people. Father, we just want to rely on your grace and mercy. The word of God, Father, cast every enemy, every 
every doubt anything of the enemy is being broken by the word of god and the holy spirit father so we just commit ourselves to you help me to deliver it put on my heart we give you the glory and the honor bless your people in jesus christ and we pray amen amen but all the singing brother thank you brother jeff and musicians good atmosphere amen i was feeling like giving a small study this evening, not to be long, and then such a good atmosphere, I'm thinking, oh, maybe I should have been preaching, really. <laughs> but to thank God for every, for the leadership and uh, his faithfulness. We have all been enjoying the services uh, lately, and uh, thank God. On Wednesday, our God spoke to our heart, about the Dodd, and... Uh, Dodd Senior, and it was just uh, clarifying many things, even for myself, just uh, made many things plain and clear, just God open, open the heart and open uh, revelation and just made it more, to be more thankful, amen? amen. And uh, Sunday, God spoke to our heart again of both services, just want to thank God for his faithfulness, I bless, God bless his servant. And may God give us that here, that can hear what God is, the Spirit is speaking to us. Amen. I invite you to the Word of God, Exodus 40. Exodus 40, 30, uh, verse 3. It's the last chapter of, of Exodus. I'll let you sit and continue reading other, other scriptures. Exodus 40, 3. And thou shalt put therein the ark of the testimony and cover the ark with the veil. And thou shalt bring in the table and set in order the things that are to be set in order upon it. And I shall bring in the candlestick and light the lamps thereof. May God bless his word and can have your seat. I'd like to read the other scriptures in the Hebrews verse 9. Hebrew 9:11 I'd like to talk this evening about sanctification of the bride it says uh, but Christ being come and high priest of good things to come by a greater and more perfect tabernacle not made with hands that is to say not of this building, neither by the blood of goats and, and calves, but by his own blood he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. So it's not partial redemption, it's eternal redemption for the bride. It's not temporary, it's eternal redemption. Once he has saved you, he has saved you for eternity. Once he has sealed you, he has sealed you for eternity. He's not the one who gives you to take it back. Once he gives you, it gives you forever. Amen. So when the enemy comes to try to, to, to fight you, you have to point to him that you know he has already obtained an eternal redemption for me. It's not something I'm going to negotiate about. It's something that he has already set in order, and I'm just going moving forward in that. I'm walking in that eternal redemption that he has already purchased for us. And the Bible continues, and, and if the blood of bulls and of a goat, and if the blood of bulls and of a goat and the ashes of the aphir sprinkling the unclean sanctified to the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience for dead works to serve the living God? 
and says, And for this cause he is the mediator of a new testament, that by means of death and for the redemption of the transgression that were under the first statement, they which are called might receive the promise of eternal inheritance. Praise be to God. What was the type? Now it has become a reality. We're just going again to look, to look at the scripture where I'm going to take my title from. It's Exodus 29, bring you back again to the Old Testament. Exodus 29, 42 and 45. The Bible says, And this shall be a continual burnt offering throughout your generations at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation before the Lord, where I will meet you to speak there unto thee. And there I will meet with the children of Israel, and the tabernacle shall be sanctified by my glory. So I'll use the title this evening, Being Sanctified by God's Glory. It says, I will sanctify the tabernacle of the congregation and the altar. I will sanctify also both Aaron and his sons to minister to me in the priest's office. And I will dwell among the children of Israel. And I will be their God. And they shall know that I am the Lord their God that brought them forth out of the land of Egypt. That I may dwell among them. I am the Lord their God. Amen. So look at this. God himself putting his mark of, of, of agreement, of the final mark, who says, I will be the one sanctifying them. I will be the one doing the work. I will be the one doing the work. It was used a continual sacrifice in the Hebrews in that time of type, but now we don't have a continual sacrifice anymore that we have to do every year. We have the perfect sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ. So however, when you look at it in the priesthood, the priesthood is not sanctified. The priesthood is here. I was looking, I will look, I will look into the, 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 the message, the prophet that preached, that message, the dedication of the building to the Lord, and it's the message where I'm going to took some of my thoughts that I'd like to put here. But as the prophet, we look, look into that in, that in that message, he says this, he says, we notice once, one, or notice one was called the court and uh, the congregation place. And I love how the way the brother Dodd just uh, explained and put everything together. So I was already in this vein, so I'm just... Uh, my brother said he already took all the good points, so just be a repetition for the same thing, but uh, maybe look in the other place. But the next was called by holy place. The next was called the holy of holies, and these pointed to Christ. So when you look at those types, all of them are pointing to Christ. There is a meaning, and it has to refer to Christ. The prophet says, even the furniture that was inside its walls and everything spoke of Christ. That the reason that in Christ dwells the fullness of God, because all things led to him. And Christ was God made flesh, God tabernacle on earth. Therefore, it was said by Stephen that Solomon built him a temple, but the Most High dwelleth not in temple made with hands, but a body as thou made me. All the furniture in the building typed Christ, such as the lever, the lever where the sacrifice was washed and the brass altar where it was slain and burned, and the brass even in the altar speaks of judgment, divine judgment. Amen. Brass like the serpent, the brass serpent was made in the wilderness, speaking of the divine judgment of God upon the serpent made of the brass past judgment. So as he explains it, if you see on the tabernacle, we see everything is a type of Christ. Everything is referring to Christ. Everything is referring to God, but not only to Christ, but also the Christ of the bride. Because we have the Christ, the bride and Christ are one. Amen. So it was a type for Christ. Now it is also a type for the bride, amen. Because we see in the Old Testament was pointing, the Old Testament was pointing to Christ who has to come, amen. But now that you have to, after the crucifixion, now that you have to, the crucifixion here, the bride that is here,
here the bride is not pointing to Christ as the type anymore. The bride is the expression of Christ. Amen. It's the same Christ being expressed into the bride. That's why we can say Christ was the expressed, the expressed image of God. And the bride now is the expressed image of Christ. Amen. The prophet will say the bride and the, the bride and the bridegroom have the ministry. They have the same similar ministry or the same ministry. I'm paraphrasing the prophet. Doesn't mean that you have a type of the ministry, but you have the same ministry of Christ. So it's the same Christ coming, living into the bride. Amen. What God was, he poured into Christ, and Christ now is pouring into the bride. Amen. So when you see the bride, you see him. As Brother Ed mentioned on, on Sunday, one of the most sublime also expression of the prophet is when he say, she is him. Amen. So when you look at her, you see the bridegroom behind her. So when you look at that ark as an expression of the bridegroom, the bride is also included there. That's why when you see talking about the ark, the ark is our heart. Amen. If the way it can come and dwell. When you look at the table, it is not the table only in the stony plains, in stony, st in stony, <laughs> stony plains. You are blessed, sister. <laughs> Stony heart. <laughs> but in the heart of people. <laughs> the mercy seat now is in the bride. Amen. The mercy seat now is in the bride. When you see the rod of Aaron in that, in that, in that the holies of holies, the rod of Aaron is now our old life. But now when it blossoms, it is our life that has been changed. When you live in that presence of the holies of holies, the presence of the Shekinah of glory, our lives are being changed. Amen. So what was in the type once again I'm mentioning, now it's a reality in our time. But as you see here, the Bible is saying everything has to be put in order. In that temple, everything has to have a certain order. Moses, had, as he had that vision, he had the vision, he had the vision, or he had the, God showed him the vision of that temple, and he had to follow the pattern of that vision, and he had to reproduce it on earth, as you know, those things, he had to reproduce it on earth, but it was everything has to be set according to what he has seen in the vision. That's what he had to follow, amen. He couldn't put anything against what God has given as instruction. He had to follow the instructions of God. Moses, that will set everything in order. According to Exodus 14, you have to put everything in order. You have to identify every element according to what I showed you. Amen. It is a type of a spiritual walk with God. There are things that we have to set in order. Amen. There are things that we have to put in order. The message of the hour comes to put things in order. It comes to correct the error. It comes to put, you know, this is not according to the vision of God. The message is not a thought of a man. It's an expression of the thought of God being expressed to the bride that we can follow and know that it's the perfect will of God. But Abraham didn't give us his own idea. We are not following an idea of a man. We are following the vision of God being expressed. That's why we have confidence into that. Amen. I'm going, the prophet, we're going that and says, question and answers, you are going to have to sacrifice, not money. You are going to have to sacrifice what? He says, some of your own ideas. You are going to have to sacrifice some time in prayer. You are going to have to sacrifice maybe a stubborn will or to break down in humility. You are going to have, amen. The whole Christian move is sacrificial. A little bit like the type of what we saw in, but for the bride, the Christ, all Christian move is sacrificial. He that will follow me, let him deny himself. Take up his own cross and follow me daily. Is it right? How often do you have to sacrifice, the prophet asked? Every day. Paul said you died daily. Every day he died. Amen. The same thing for us. Every day we must die. Amen. We must die every day. Amen. We show it in the principle here. For the first tabernacle, the walls that tabernacle had to be dedicated. It had to be dedicated. And if you read the Bible, you go to the Bible, the Bible will say that you had to dedicate, you had to sanctify the, the temple. Moses, you have to sanctify the temple. 
You have to sanctify the temple. You have to dedicate the temple. You have to consecrate the temple. The same thing for the bride. We have to dedicate ourselves. We have to consecrate ourselves. We have to sacrifice things and put aside. It is part of our daily walk, amen. But we have to remember that in all that in part of the, or, or in all that order, it's not on really the, the law that we are following. We are following what God has, the purpose and the image that has to be expressed. So in Exodus 32, it says, For Moses has said, Consecrate yourself today to the Lord, even every man upon his son and upon his brother, that he may bestow upon you a blessing this day. And by the way, as he saw for the first so two tables that was broke that were broken by Moses when he was going to go find and find again the will of God and ask for God to be merciful for him. He told them and gave them this instruction: you have to consecrate yourself for God in order to get the blessing from God. I would say that a life of a Christian is a life of dedication. A life of a Christian is a life of rededication. But Abraham didn't stop at the first time and he says, you know, I gave my life to God and that's it. No, he had constantly to rededicate his life constantly to consecrate his life even at the end of his ministry we cry God I want to rededicate myself so even as we are going your Christian life don't be stagnant a Christian is not stagnant a Christian doesn't stay at one position he keeps moving with God God I want more of you Lord I want you to reveal more and more of you Lord I want you to unveil yourself in a greater way don't make God a Christian life a stagnant life it's a life it's a life that is living. <laughs> Praise be to God. The life that is living. Consecrate your life. Sacrifice for God. The same principle applies to the prophet. He says, he consecrated himself for more of God. I was just running a bit of time. Didn't get that quote for. But he was just saying, as he was praying, I think at what time, I think in the new ministry, if I'm not mistaken, I'll double check on that. Says God wants me to be more sincere. But then as we're talking about that, we refer to that more dedicated or more consecrated. More sincere goes along with being more dedicated to God. As we are going maybe to special meetings, we need to be more dedicated to God. God, what are you going to give? What are you going to tell me? What are you telling even today, God? I want more dedication with you, dedicating my life in a greater way. As we see the seven seas when there was the time of the prophet to be unveiled, the prophet said, I'll spend my time in prayer and in the word of God. It was the will of God to unveil the seals or to break the seals during this time, but himself had to stay in that channel in order for God to unveil himself in a greater way. The same thing for the Christian, he has to stay in that channel of consecration as the temple of God. You have to stay in that channel, amen. It's the same principles all the time. When Joseph, when my French is coming back again. Well, I say Josue, but I, when Joshua when Joshua, <laughs> are you with me this evening? When Joshua had to cross the Jordan, he told the people, you know, you have to consecrate yourself. You have to dedicate yourself because tomorrow, God, in, uh, after three days, God is going to do great miracles among us. He had a commission to possess the land, but he also, decided, he also realized that in order to, to fulfill that commission, I need to stay in the channel of God for God to fulfill his word. Amen. As I'm going to channel, you see where I'm going, but I want just God to have the full preeminence. God has a lot for the bride. God has more to give than sometimes we are willing to receive. Sometimes what is stopping us is less dedication for God, less consecration for God. But God has a lot in store for us. If we stay in that channel, it will just unveil more and more. Proverbs says, when an angel comes, he's got a message for you. The Holy Spirit, God's angel, is here tonight with a message for every believer. Just keep him in your mind. Keep thinking about him, how lovely he is, how sweet he is of his promise. If you are sick, keep this on your mind. He was wounded for my transgression. He was bruised for my iniquity. The chastisement of my peace was upon him, and with his stripes I was healed. Keep your mind centered like that. Something will happen to you. 
all of a sudden there will be something drawn nigh to you and an anointing will come on you and out of that chair you'll go draw nigh unto the Lord and he will draw nigh unto you. It's the principle of God draw nigh unto me and I will draw nigh unto you. I have more in store for you. You just need to come closer to me. I have a lot for you. Amen. For the bride, God has a lot for a victory but Lord, he doesn't want the bride to stay behind to stay stagnant. He wants the bride to move with the pillar of fire. Amen. Glory to God. Joshua commanded, as I say, he says, he spoke unto the priest. He says, they commanded to the people. Joshua 3, 3, 6. Brother, sorry, I missed to give you that one. It says, he's saying, he commanded to the people. I'll just read. When you seek the ark of the covenant, Joshua 3, 3, 6. says, when you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God and the priest, the Levite, bearing it, then you shall remove from your place and go after it. We have the ark among us, amen. When we see it moving, we just have to follow the ark. It's not putting the Levite before the ark, but the Levite has to stand behind the word of God. It won't just put one person there. Joshua was not putting one person. He was putting the ark in front of the people. That's what we have to follow is to follow the word of God. As you are following the word of God, there will always be victory, amen. Because the word of God will defeat Satan anytime, any place, under any circumstances. No matter what it is. And he says, and he says, the priest, the Levite, bearing it then, you shall remove from your place and go after it. And there there will be a space between you and it, about 2,000 cubits by measure. Come not near unto it, that you may know the way by which you must go. For you have not passed this way here before, amen. You too before. We have not crossed. We have not been at this place before. But we know who's leading the way. We know where we are going, amen. We know who is in control of every situation. No matter the Jericho in front of us, we know where we are going. We know there is a procession that we have to have. We know there is a victory in front of us. And then Joshua said unto the people, Sanctify yourself, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. And Joshua spoke unto the priest, saying, Take up the ark of the covenant and pass over before the people. And they took up the ark of the covenant and went before the people. The ark of the covenant going before. The prophet will say it was in the worst month of the year. It was during April where the snow is melting and also the river is flooding. In a time where you can think, oh, but, but Joshua, you, are, you have such a bad general who can bring you in these times. How can you cross during these times? But God knows what he's doing here, man. Sometimes in a situation we go through, God has just to bring us in a situation where it's hard to cross. But he just wants to show that he's the one in control of that situation. You just put the word of God in front of you. Resist the enemy for anything that will try to tell you, you just present the word of God. And the prophet says, then they took the put, then they took these priests in Israel and the church, they took the priest and they put God first, the ark before the priest, before the congregation, made them stay back a certain distance until the ark went first. Brother and sister, if you put God first in everything you do, you are bound to come out right. God first, and they went and packed up the ark, and when the priest's feet rested in the water, God rolled back the Jordan. He moved back, he stood in a pillar, and Israel crossed over on the dry land. Amen. Yes, amen. Glory to God. The prophet then continued another message, the result of the decision. That if there ever was a call to the church to sanctify ourselves and get away from the things of the world, we are ready to cross over. Amen. Are you ready tonight to throw aside and sanctify yourself from all your unbelief? You read in the newspaper, you hear minister testify of the blind, deaf, and dumb. What a matter. Don't you believe that for you too, the same gospel has been preached to you like it was preached to them? Are you ready to sanctify yourself? There is only one 
sin, and that sin is unbelief. So God says, you have to sanctify from any unbelief. Take away any unbelief. It's not just living, it's not, in, it's not even about living an impure life or defied life, but just to remove all every unbelief. Let the word of God wash us. Let the word of God cleanse us. We want to have the mind of Christ. Amen. Paul will say in 2 Timothy 2, says, If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified and meet for the master's use, and prepared unto every good work. Amen. So that's what in Exodus 40, that God is telling Moses, said the Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, On the first day, he's explained what we read, we're just going to read a little bit here. Let's give the context where I will go again. Say, thou shalt set, verse 5, thou shalt set the altar of gold for the incense before the ark of the testimony and put the hanging of the door to the tabernacle. Thou shalt set the altar of the burnt offering before the door of the tabernacle of the tent of the congregation. Thou shalt set the, la- the lava between the tent of the congregation and the altar and shall put water therein. Thou shalt set up the court round about and hang up the hanging of the court gate. Thou shalt take the anointing oil and anointed tabernacle and all that therein and shall hallow it and all the vessels therein and it shall be holy. Amen. So he may say, when you do the thing, it shall be holy. And he goes and says, Thou shalt anoint the altar of burnt offering all his vessels and sanctify the altar and shall be an altar most holy. And thou shalt anoint the lover and his, and his foot and sanctify it. And thou shalt bring and they shall bring Aaron and his sons unto the door of the tabernacle of the congregation and wash them with water. They shall put upon Aaron the holy garment. So remember the pastor, Pastor Harold used to preach in our washing of the, of the, of the priesthood. You have to take Aaron. Yeah. You have to take Aaron. He has to take his children and put them. I always remember when I preached, brother. But brother Chris, I think he went in front here. He took us an example and said, oh, okay. Oh, no, no, I don't, I don't want, no, no, no. Half. <laughs> always stays with me. We have to be washed by the word of God. Even the clergy, even the priesthood, everybody needs to go and to be washed by the word of God. There's nothing that can escape. You cannot say, no, I just want to go into the holies of holy. There is the glory of Shekinah there. You have to go through the process. You have to go through the process of the washing by the water of the word of God. There is no shortcut. You have to go through the process of being washed by the word of God. It's part of the sanctification. It's part of of the cleansing. It's part of the cleansing for the bride. Amen. You know, you know the, 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 the Methodist, other denominations, they might escape some of the sanctification things and they will be part of the foolish virgin. But the bride will go through all the process of sanctification for the perfection. Amen. Fourteen. And they shall bring his son and clothe them with coat, and they shall anoint them. And I did anoint their father, and they may minister unto me in the priest's office, for the anointing shall surely be an everlasting priesthood throughout the generation. Thus did Moses, according to all that the Lord commanded him, so did he. Not part of it. Yes, but Moses, you already washed me in the water. But why why you want to bring me again to anoint me? You already declared me that I'm holy at the step of washing with the water. It says, yes, it's part of the process. You are already holy at that process. Some people are just at that process of justification. And God will preach the word of God. You are justified. Amen. And it's part of the word of God. But there is another process coming. You are already being declared. According to God, you are already justified. There is no sin at all. God doesn't see anything. Amen. But there is part of the process. Amen. You have to walk with the word of God. Don't just stay in the natural way. Don't just stay at one step. Keep walking with God. Keep the dedicating yourself more to God. Keep being washed by the word of God. And now you have to come to the point where he has to anoint you. Amen. Even he declared you holy at the washing of the word of God, but he still has to anoint you. And then you have to come the glory of God at the end where himself has to say, now I have sanctified you. But God, I was already sanctified when Moses told me at the first step, he says, I have to come through all the process. At the end, I will sanctify you. 
process with prophet in that message, dedication of building to the temple. We take good examples of the cedar woods, and he's going to more details, and I'll just keep it for, for time here. It says, coming into these three rooms now, talk about the three rooms. Here comes to, he comes in to worship first. When he gets here, there is three in there. Out here, there is three stages to get to it. The first is through the separation, water by the washing of the word. Second, recognizing the blood that is passing under. And then when he comes in the beneath the blood, he comes into the fellowship of all the saints. He's baptized into the body by the spirit of what one who died, who smelled the blood mark over the door. So if you look in the scripture, you might be confused. The scripture, but scripture says, I am sanctified by the, by, by the word. I'm sanctified by the blood. I'm sanctified by, by the spirit. I'm sanctified. But what am I sanctified by? By God. <laughs> John 14, 14 says, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is the truth. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself that they also might be sanctified through the truth. And the prophet says, because the word of separation is the word of the living God, they were to burn together, the heifer, the scarlet, the cedar wood, the hyssop, and all burned together, and the ashes was to kept into the outer court by a holy place. It says, he set the tent, and before anyone can come in, it's been an alien that's away from God, that's only be a backslidden and is gone into the world. One who is born outside of Israel must first come and be sprinkled with the waters of separation, separating him from the things of the world, that his desires and love and desire is of the word of God. He counts it greater than anything else. And then the word of God says, you have been sanctified by the blood. Wherefore, Jesus also, in Hebrews 13, 12, wherefore, Jesus also, that he might sanctify the people with his own blood, suffered without the gate. Hebrews 9, 14 says, how much more shall the blood of Christ, as I read, through the eternal spirit, offer himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. The sanctification brings perfection. Hebrews 10 says, 14 says, For by one offering he had made perfected forever them that are sanctified. I'm going to read the prophet again here a little bit for the blood. He says, But then, dedication of the building to the Lord, he says, Then what do they do with the blood of the ephraim? They took the blood of the ephraim and caught it in a charger, went to the doors of the tabernacle, and there they smelled the seven stripes across the door. Then when this worshiper sprinkled one, separated one from the things of the world, is come now, must as he, as he enter into the door to look at the blood, not to a creed, not to the denomination, but to the blood of the dead sacrifice, you must remember seven times this was sprinkled. Which means all 7,000 years that all human beings will exist upon the earth because the blood has been and will be the only ground of fellowship that God will ever meet man on the fellowship of the blood. You must recognize the fellowship through the blood. It says before you can even come into the fellowship of the believers, you must be cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. No matter how well you know the Bible, how well it has been explained to you, you must recognize the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ and be cleansed and sanctified from your worldly habit. Smoking, drinking, gambling, you have to be sanctified. You, you women wearing immoral clothes, you, you deacons and so forth, and church members drinking, smoking cigarettes, playing cards, running pool rooms, and are the things of the world. You've got to be separated from that. And there is only one thing can do it. It's that change your nature. And the blood of Jesus Christ is the only thing that can do it. Amen. You must recognize the blood. Amen. That we thank God for the message of the hour because because of the message of the hour we recognize the blood. We recognize the bleeding word. Amen. We recognize that the word is still speaking on behalf of the bride. Amen. We recognize that we need to be cleansed by the word of truth. Amen. Oh, praise be to God. 
I thank God that we have received the message of the hour. I thank God that God has opened our eyes that we can see what the blood is speaking. 1 John 1, 7 says, But if you walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. But how am I going to be cleansed? I'm struggling with this or that. Just walk in the light. Just walk in the light. Have fellowship one another. Have fellowship with God. Walk in the light. And the blood of Jesus Christ will cleanse you from all sins. Walk in the light. Amen. What is the light? Is the word of God made manifest. Oh, we have so much to thank him for. People don't walk in the light. But we thank God for the bride that is walking in the light. The prophet says... When the word, the word itself is the light when it's vindicated for the time that it belongs to. Remember for the cleansing of the blood, by the blood in the Old Testament, Moses had to sprinkle the blood not only on the temple or the vessels, but he also had to sprinkle it upon the people. In Exodus 40, 24, it says, Moses took half of the blood and put it in a basin, and half of the blood is sprinkled on the altar. He took the book of the covenant, read in the audience of the people, and they said, all that the Lord has said we will do and be obedient. And Moses took the blood, and he sprinkled it on the people and said, behold the blood of the covenant, which the Lord has made with you concerning all these words. Paul referred to that in the book of Hebrews. Said it was not the sprinkling only on the vessels. It was not the sprinkling only on the vessels. It was the sprinkling of the blood also on the people. In other words, the life that is on the people, the life that is on the, on the vessel to make it holy, that holiness is also on the people. And you look through the, all the Bible, whenever they're referring to the vessels and the tabernacle, they always call it the holy vessels. And the holy this, and holy this, and holy this. But it was the same sprinkle that was also on the people. But now in this new test, in the new covenant that God has established to us, the life of the blood that couldn't come upon the people, but now that life can come upon us. So if the same blood that is upon the vessel, it is now sprinkled, sprinkled upon the people, we can have the life that was in the blood. That's what Hebrews Paul referred to it says, Hebrews 9, oh, I'm already at the end. End of time, but we are at the end of time. <laughs> when Moses had spoken every precept to all the people according to the law, he took the blood of calves and of goats and with water and scattered wool and hyssop and sprinkled both the book and all the people. So it's what was on the book that the people says, now we are going to obey. The life that is on the book has now to come also upon the people. The life that is on the word of God, now it has to come also upon the people. I'm going to sound a little bit negative here, but bear with me. The problem is usually sometimes we want just to take the life that is on the tapes and keep it on the tapes. But God is saying, no, I'm, the inspiration that was on the tapes there, the life that is on the tapes there, that life had to come also upon the believer. Don't just leave it on the tape. Don't just leave it on the time of Brother Banam. It's also a time that we have to see the life that is on the tapes to come also upon the believer. Rapturing faith is in the tapes, but it must not stay on the tapes. The rapturing faith that is on the tapes now has to come upon the people. Because the sprinkling was upon the book, but also upon the people. Amen. The book is now open, so the life that is upon the book, it has to come now upon the bride. That's why we say, we become the express image of Christ, the revealed word of God. The same way as Christ was the express image of God, we become the written epistle. It's not a new epistle, it's the same epistles now being interpreted. Interpreted by the life that is living, amen. Becomes now the interpretation of the same scriptures, 
Amen. We are the written epistles read of all men. Not a new epistle, but the epistle that's been written, made manifest. That God is pouring out his spirit upon all flesh. That is written epistle. That the person tries to carnally impersonate that, it backfires. Your life shows what you are. One time there was a, ho- a boy, he got into some trouble. And the prophet's going to give you an example, just to skip that to save time. So the Holy Ghost came only when the people were dedicated. Amen. 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 Just going to skip it. The prophet says, another place, dedication, says, Then when completely surrendered, God came down again in the the Shekinah glory and filled all the house, house where they were sitting. What did God do? Like the ark dropping into its proper sockets for the message of that day, God dropped back into his proper channel, not into a denomination, into a building made with hands, but into the heart of man. As we heard the other Wednesday, now God is behind, is behind the badger, badger skin. That's what God is want to do. He want to, he want to dwell in the people. He want to dwell in the heart of the people. He dropped in his place for the last day, which said the, the prophet Joel, it shall come to pass the last day I will pour out my Shekinah upon all flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall dream dreams. The old men shall see vision. God came to his resting place where he finds rest, not in the building, but in the heart of the people, he finds rest. So we we are striving to get into God's rest, but God also striving to get into his rest. So when the two rest meet together, that's the perfect rest. So think of the effect of it on the vessel. Amen. Now it comes to the part where it says we have to anoint the same oil that is anointing the vessels is the same oil that is anointing the high priest and all the priests. It's not a different oil. It's the same oil that is anointing one is anointing also the other. The great beautiful life, the dedication of the building, the great beautiful life that our God lived was instrumental in God's hand, but it could never be a perfume until it was crushed and mashed and spit on and squeezed the very life out of it of Calvary that made the anointing for us. He was the lily of the valley. That's what we want. The washing by the word of God. The anointing of the spirit, which is the type of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Receive the same, the same perfume, the same lily. Amen. The same, the same opium now that has been released, the life of the opium. Says the opium of the Holy Spirit eases every pain, takes away every tear, mends every heart, the lily of the valley. That's what we want in our heart. The Bible says again in 1 Peter 1, 2 says, Elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, through sanctification of the Spirit, Unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. Grace unto you and peace be multiplied. So it was the sanctification of the Spirit. In 1 Thessalonians, brother, missed to give you that one. 1 Thessalonians 5.23 says, The very God of peace sanctify you holy. And I pray God your holy, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. 2 Thessalonians 2. 13, but we are bound to give thanks always to God for you, brethren, beloved of the Lord, because God has from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the spirit and belief of the truth. Then says in 1 Corinthians 6, 11, such were some of you, but you are washed and you are sanctified and you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And by the Spirit of our God. Amen. Sanctification by the power of the Holy Ghost. The prophet says in the education of the building, if we didn't have so much mockery of, the, of, of it these days, we'll find a real church sanctified by the power of the Holy Ghost and fellowship that will be beyond any human thinking. No wonder we have so much backslidden. No wonder we have so much trouble in the church Today, because we don't come all the way with God till they enter into that place where it's dead, man dies out to his own intellectual thinking. 
People sometimes stop just at the step of sanctification and they don't have the sanctification by the Holy Ghost. We need to come the sanctification of fire and the Holy Ghost. You look at it and sometimes I was wondering, this was my question, but how come the foolish virgin needs again another purging? But they're already holy. They're holy and sanctified. Why would they need another purging? Because they didn't have the Holy Ghost. Because they didn't have the oil. Because they didn't have the anointing. Because they didn't have the sanctification by the Holy Ghost. And we thank God for the message of the hour that gives us the sanctification by the Holy Ghost. We don't need another purging through suffering. We, need, we have only one purging. It's by the blood of Jesus Christ through His Spirit. In the investment, it says, when the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, did you notice they never said, is cast out of the man? When he goes out by his own will, when the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he returns back to this man and finds that the house that he lived in has been swept, garnished, that he goes in and gets seven other devil demons and a clean spirit and enters into the man in the last state of this. Sounding negative, but how can a person be in the message and sanctify, ignite, dressing everything, but the, the time they leave the message, you see everything comes back, everything comes back. It means the house was not possessed by someone. It was just cleaned from the outside and a little bit of sanctification here. There was not a possessor in that house. But God wants to possess in our house. Even if sometimes you make a mistake, you feel like, oh no, I cannot stay in that place. I have to come back quickly. Because the one that is in the center of my heart is drawing me back into that. Balaam went to the approach of sanctification by bringing the bulls and the rams. But he didn't have the sanctification of the anointing in the camp. He had a false anointing. <laughs> Amen? But Ram says, why Christ speaks, says, some things I say, I don't think I was going to say it, but it's already said. It was a rebuke to me. I found myself not in the way that I thought I did. But I found myself guilty of crying all the time, out all the time, instead of speaking. God help me from this hour on that I will be a more consecrated servant. Recognizing your day in the message, God creating me a revival. Let me be the revival. Not just a revival one day here and you just have a little bit of sanctification in church here, a little bit of anointing in the church here, and the anointing of the preacher here. Let the anointing of the preacher, let the anointing of the word of God be also my anointing. I don't know just only to have a revival. I want to be a revival. I want to be the burning fire. I want to be the one that God wants can say, this is my son, this is my daughter. Completely dedicated to me. So let each one of us be the revival. The revival in me. Make me, Lord, to hunger and make me to thirst. Create in me, Lord, that what is needed in me. Let me from this hour on be thine. More consecrated servant. A, a better servant. More blessed of you. More able. More humbler. More kinder. More willing to work. More looking to the things that are positive. And, and forgetting the things that are in the past and the negative. Let me press towards the mark of the high calling of Christ. Amen. Exodus 29. Jesus Christ. Say that now. The anointing is a person. The anointing is a person. The word Christ means an anointed one. The anointed one. Then Moses was Christ in his days. He was the anointed one. Jeremiah was Christ in his days. Was with a portion of the word for that day. But when Jesus came, he came as the redeemer, anointed one, that was both Moses and all that was in Moses, and all the word and all the God, God had boldly was in him. 
That the reason the whole temple veil rent and the mercy seat came in perfect view. He was the anointed one. Notice now the veil in human flesh, the promised word to this age, must, must also be veiled. The prophet speaking. The notice, sin-loving church members and sinners cannot see it because of the human veil, the unveiling of God. They cannot see that because there is a veil there. It says, this was the problem. Oh, praise be to God. Amen. Just want to go to the next one before I close here. It says, Hebrews 9, 23, 24 says, It was therefore necessary that the patterns of the things of the heaven should be purified with things. But the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifice than these. For Christ is not entered into the holy places made with hands which are the figures of the true but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God for us. This is, this is Paul, this is the perfection. This is not just in the natural temple. This is not in the heavenly temple. Where it's going, the presence of God for us. For us. In the type, you can look in that in Exodus 23, 28, 12. Brother Mark, sorry, I'm making you run, but. Exodus 28, 12. <laughs> And they shall put the two stones upon the shoulders of the heathen, of the ephod of the st- for the stones of memorial unto the children of Israel. And Aaron shall bear the names before the Lord upon his two shoulders for a memorial. Aaron is a type. Jesus Christ now the reality. So he has your name upon his shoulder. As going to the presence of the Father, he has our names upon the shoulders. The prophet will say the shoulders is the strongest part of a man. If he can cast the devil just with his fingers, but he has our names upon his shoulders. He can never leave us alone. He can never forsake us. His mind is always upon the bride. She can never be defeated because he has the name of the bride upon his shoulder. Amen. Exodus 28, 21, and then I'll jump to 29. It says, And the stones shall be the names of the children of Israel, twelve according to the names, like the engraving of a signet. Everyone with his name shall be to the according to the twelve tribes. And Aaron shall bear the names of the children of Israel in the breastplate of judgment upon his heart when he goes into the holy place. So when he got into the holy place, he has your name in your heart. I have the name of my bride upon my heart. When I'm going to Calvary, he has our name upon his heart. When he was going through the suffering he went through, he had your name upon his heart. Now in the presence of the Father, he still has your name upon his heart. He will never forsake you. He will never leave you. He himself will sanctify you with his glory. When you are weak, he is strong. Amen. When you can make it, he will make it to pass. Because he confirmed it, he has your name upon his own heart. And it says, And there shall be upon Aaron's heart when he goes in before the Lord. Aaron shall bear the judgment of the children of Israel upon his heart before the Lord continually. The judgment that was supposed to be upon us, now the judgment was upon him. He bore upon all our judgment upon him. So now when we see him coming out now from that, coming out in the cloud now that we can see him, we know that we have been accepted in the presence of the Father because the judgment was already upon him. Now the bride is declared, you are justified, you are pure, you have no fault. You are pure in the presence of the Father. Praise be to his name that the bride is pure. Not by our own effort, but because he has already poured the judgment upon himself. Glory to his name. Exodus 43, the closing here, sanctification by the glory. says, and he heard up the court round about the tabernacle and the altar and set up the hanging of the court gate. So Moses finished the work. Now when the work was finished for Moses, now the cloud comes down. 
In other words, this could only be possible when the mystery of God is completed. When the mystery of God is finished in Revelation 10, 7, now the cloud comes back now. It says, now I'm going to glorify my people. I'm going to glorify my name, rather, and I'm going to sanctify my people. In the days of the voice of the seven angels, when it shall begin to sound, the mystery of God shall be finished. Now God is in the bride. Amen. Oh, praise be to God. Moses, when he went into the cloud, he could only go by himself. No one could go into the cloud. But now God is calling all the bride. You can come into the cloud. You can come into the mystery. You can come into the revelation. The mystery is finished. You are pure. Amen. Glory to God. Exodus 40, 35. 34, 35 says, Then a cloud covered the tent of the congregation, and the glory of the Lord filled the temple. And Moses was not able to enter into the tent of the congregation because the cloud above their own and the glory of the Lord filled the temple. Now you see the promise at the beginning when he says, I will sanctify you with my glory. Now we see the fulfillment of that promise is, now myself I come and I'm sanctifying you with my glory. I will not remember your iniquities anymore. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. How can you still... How can you say that you are clean and perfect? It's not my righteousness. It is his righteousness. He is himself sanctifying the bride with his own glory. That's why when as the brother, brother Dodd says it so clearly and so perfectly, the same thing happened in the time of, 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 of Solomon. It says... First, uh, Second Chronicles 5, 13, 14, that will message the prophet used that scripture. It says, it came even to pass as the trumpet and singers were as one, to make one sound to be heard in praising and thinking of the Lord. When they lift out a voice with the trumpet and cymbals and, and instrument of music and praise the Lord saying, for his good, for his mercy endures forever. You see the power of your praise. You see your power of praising God. No matter what you are going through, keep praising him that is worthy. His mercy endures forever. Then his cloud and his glory is coming down and giving you victory. Oh, there is power in praising the Lord. Glory to God. Says uh, symbols and music and praising the Lord. He's good, he's strong, he's mercy and you forever. Then the house was filled with a cloud, even the house of the Lord, so that the priest could not stand to minister by reason of the cloud. For the glory of the Lord had filled the house of God. Amen. Oh God, it's not that about who's one who's preaching. Oh, is this? Is it the tape of the minister? It's not that fight. It's not that fight anymore. No one is preaching here. Now you are looking who's talking behind there. It's the voice of God speaking to you. I see the glory of God speaking to my heart. No matter who's preaching, amen. Because God himself coming and speaking, amen. You're not just following in Brother Wanam as a man. You're following the voice of God through Brother Wanam. You're not listening to just Brother Ed as a man. No, it's the voice of God through the man. Because the glory of God is hidden behind the veil. Like we heard. It has to move. Amen. Oh, glory to God. That's why when that glory is in the heart of man. Oh, I have just to close. Sorry about that. The prophet says, now we have. We, 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 we. Not an imaginary way, but prostrate ourselves before a living God, a living virtue, a living knowledge, a living patience, a living godliness, a living power coming from a living God, makes a living man living, a living image in the statue of God. What is it? The same thing that Jesus did, walking the same way he walked, doing the same thing he did, because it's not imaginary thing anymore. It's a reality that proves. It means the bride has become him, a living idol. <laughs> walking, God walking, God speaking, God manifesting his word. Amen. Like brother preached on Sunday, it's the same God today. Oh, glory to God. The Shekinah is now into the temple of God. 
And one of these, our bodies are going to be changed. As you are feeding upon the word of God, you are feeding upon that glory of God. Amen. Change from glory to glory, glory to glory, because the glory of God has come. Now we are feeding. We don't have a veil upon our face anymore. Corinthians, as Paul is saying, they are reading the word of God, but still have the veil. They can't see. It's still veiled, but now the book is open. It means when we are looking at him, we are looking at him face to face in the word of God, and we are being transformed by that glory, amen. It's the glory of God sanctifying us, the glory of God changing us, the glory of God purifying us, the glory of God healing us, the glory of God is present. May God bless you, amen. Let's give a hand to the Lord this evening. God is good. Musicians can come. Sorry if I've been shouting. I, when I get excited, I shout and I realize that. <laughs> so, as the musicians are coming, the prophet says, God will fill any temple that is fully dedicated to him. So God always fills his temple. At the day of dedication, of dedication, he fills his temple. He fills it with himself. The same thing today. God will fill every temple that will thoroughly dedicate itself to him. Any person that will. The temple is not this building here. The temple is not the one in Salt Lake City. The temple is not the one in Rome. The temple is you. You are the temple that God wants to dwell in and express himself through that all nations might know him. You are living images of God that God wants to work through. And any time that any man, any, any woman will forget of all the falsehood that they heard in the world and come back to the line of scriptures and will keep it in line. Amen. Message dedication. Amen. I'm one of them. I'm so glad that I can see I'm one of them. Brother, help me. I'm one of them, well, I'm one of them, I'm so glad that I can say I'm one of them, I'm one of them, I'm one of them, I'm so glad that I can say I'm one of them. 